Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and yes, once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. Things certainly have changed big time over the past couple of weeks here in the Big Apple. With Pete Alonzo and Aaron Judge slugging home runs, there was lots and lots of excitement for both the Yankees and the Mets. But now the Big Apple has turned into the Rotten Apple. The Subway Series is upon us, and there's no juice whatsoever. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. Rotten Apple is pretty much on the money. I mean, the baseball that we've seen lately has been, you know, just horrendous. Now, listen, the Yankees offensively are a shell of themselves with... Aaron Judge out of the lineup. And we don't know. Um, I'm, my gut feeling is I'll be thankful if we see Aaron Judge by the All-Star break. And that's talking mid-July. That's, that's, that's a month, okay? Uh, wh- whether it's turf toe, ligament damage, fractured toe, nobody knows officially. It's not good. And p- talk about the guy who drives the bus with the Yankees. That is certainly... Aaron Judge. But I'm going to get more to the Yankees in a bit. I I, I want to talk about the Mets off the top here. I I mean, they just finished losing eight of nine, okay? Uh, They were one and five on a road trip. They get swept by the the Braves, which was just a horrendous series. And then they lose two of three in Pittsburgh to the Pirates. But but I want to go back because it drove me crazy. And listen. If you recall when Buck Showalter was hired, I applauded the hiring of Buck Showalter. I I don't I think he's one of the very best baseball men in baseball. I mean, he's not an analytic nerd. He knows that there could be some use from analytics, but he also knows you got to go with a gut feeling. He knows baseball. He understands the game. And he can manage men. Most of the time. Most of the time. But on Thursday night, after losing the first two games of this series to the Braves, they were winning 6-3. They were winning 9-5. They were winning 10-6 before they succumbed and lost in 10-13-10. They were out hit 19-14. That was also with... Three-time Cy Young Award winner, Justin Verlander on the hill. Three innings, seven hits, five runs. But what drove me crazy was what happened after the game. After the game, Buck Showalter is is visiting. Yeah, well, he's spending time with the media. I'm going to quote Buck Showalter here because I wanted to make sure I got it right. This is Buck Showalter. Guys came in here and competed as good as you want to see. They came in here tonight against one of the best pitchers in the league. That was Spencer Strider he was talking about. And I'm real proud of them. 
There were a lot of opportunities there to fold the tent, and these guys aren't going to do that. Buck. Buck. Buck, buck, buck. What the hell are you talking about? How can you say that with a straight face? You were real proud of them? There were lots of opportunities that they could have folded the tent and they aren't going to do that? No, Buck. Your team had leads of 6-3, No, the team that had the opportunities to fold the tent, several opportunities, were the Braves. Because they were down by those deficits, 6-3, But they came all the way back, and they won 13-10. And you're talking about how well they competed? I I thought that was the most... I was dumbfounded, Buck. And on top of that, you had one of the best pitchers in baseball, allegedly one of the best pitchers in baseball, on the mound, and three-time Cy Young Award winner, Justin Verlander, as I said. And he was stinking to join out. Yet you were proud of them? I, I, you want to be a player's manager? God bless you. You don't want to chastise your players in public? God, God bless you. But don't look at, into the faces of fans and media and say to us, I'm proud of the guys. Proud for what? They stunk. They've been horrible. And they've been playing sloppy, sloppy baseball. Horrible baseball. To tell you how horrible they've been in their road trip, how about this? They made eight errors. Eight errors on their road trip. Sloppy baseball. You're talking about being proud? I mean, I was dumbfounded that he would say that. It was like you were insulting us the night before. The night before with Max Scherzer, another three-time Cy Young Award winner on the mound, who in five and two-thirds innings gave up 11 hits and five runs, all earned. The Yankees had leads of 2-0 and 4-1. They lost 7-5. On Tuesday night, in the opener, they had a lead of 4-1. They lost 6-4. They've made mental mistakes. They've been sloppy. Their pitching has stunk. And, and you're coming out after you get swept by the Braves to have the goal. You're proud of them? And then we hear, you know, uh, he called a uh, closed-door meeting to say they have to improve. No shit you have to improve. Really. I, I was dumbfounded. And I, and I get on fans... Well, you know, when people react right away, you got to fire this guy, you got to make this move, uh, this is terrible, that's terrible, uh, got to make a change. You don't make change just for the sake of making change, not, not in my estimation. And, and, you know, then there was, the, Steve Cohn says, I don't just make changes, I don't act rash, yada, 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 bada beep, bada boop, bada boop. Well, boop is the word. 
because they've been booping big time, the Mets. They look horrible. Horrible, horrible. To, to make matters worse, now they're playing without Pete Alonso. Hit on a wrist, Pete Alonso three, out three to four weeks. It's bad. It's big time bad. And I don't know how it's going to get fixed. There's been some bright spots. Brandon Nimmo plays well. You got a young catcher, uh, Francisco Alvarez, who's been terrific. Kid has 12 home runs. Outstanding. 21-year-old kid. Outstanding. But you got a team that looks sloppy, stupid at times, mental mistakes. Pitching has stunk. And you got your manager saying we're proud. And, and am I crazy? I was when I heard that, I'm saying the media's gonna kill him for this. And like nothing. Maybe he's charmed the media. Or members of the media, people who cover the team, but for, for to look at in the faces of guys, to look in their eyes, and, and this is the message to the public, I'm proud of the guys the way they competed. What the hell are you talking about? How did they compete? They stunk. And speaking of stinking to join out, listen, they brought Max Scherzer and they brought um, Justin Verlander here to take care of business. Now, granted, these guys, a little longer than the tooth, 39, 40 years old, each one's making in excess of $43 million a year, give or take a nickel or a dime. All right? What are you getting? Don't tell me. Yeah, they won three. Each one, they won three Cy Young Awards. What are you doing for me now? And right now, you're not doing anything for me. Right now, you look like pitches that you can buy in a five and ten cent store. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm, I'm telling it like it is. And I have real concerns. I've said this to you before about Max Scherzer. Verlander too. Listen, he had his arm problems, you know. So we got him back late. But but Scherzer, remember, the year before they got Scherzer, the year before they got Scherzer, what happened with him? I'll refresh you, your memory. He was with the Dodgers and announced that he had a dead arm, so he pulled himself out of the rotation. He had a dead arm. Now, maybe he doesn't have as many bullets left in the arm, in his gun, in his holster. So then he's pitching for the Mets last year. And what happened at the end of the season last year? Do you remember what happened, folks? He stunk with money on the table against the Atlanta Braves when they could have won the division. And he stunk in a wild card series against the San Diego Padres. So what are we getting? I mean, look, this is in a big series. We got five and two-thirds innings from Scherz against the um, Braves. 11 hits, five runs. Verlander... 
The next night follows with three innings, seven hits, five runs. What are we getting? When you have pitches like that, someone's supposed to be, it's a crucial series, and you need a stopper. You know, I grew up on the L.A. Dodgers of Koufax and Drysdale. You aren't going to have big-time losing streaks when you had those two guys on the hill. Now, they could lose. Don't get me wrong. But they weren't getting bombed, especially back-to-back in a big-time series. What I got to see... This past week was disgraceful, absolutely disgraceful. And I'll tell you another thing that I'm worried about. You know, it's all fine and dandy when you're winning, but let's be realistic. The $341 million man playing shortstop, Francisco Lindor. His first year with the Mets, year one with the Mets. He had 20 home runs, 63 runs batted in. And a 230 batting average. 230. Last year, 26 bombs, 107 runs batted in, 270 batting average. Okay, that's solid. That's good. But then again, look what they're paying him. You're paying him for those kind of numbers. He also struck out a career-high 133 times. So now we come to this year. Yes, he has 12 home runs. Played 66 games so far. He has 12 home runs, 43 runs batted in. He's batting 216, not 260-216, with 64 strikeouts. At this rate, he's going to exceed the 133 strikeouts. And what really blows my mind about Lindor, when he is, listen, baseball, you go through slumps in baseball. To hit a baseball is still the hardest feat to do in sports, hitting a baseball. It is. If you fail 70% of the time, you got a good chance of going to the Hall of Fame as a hitter. And making a lot of money doing it. But for crying out loud, are those numbers worthy of being a $341 million man? I'm starting to be really, really concerned. And now with Pete Alonso out of the lineup, it's only worse. It's worse. It's terrible. Really, really bad. And I don't know how they fix it. But, but you know, my message for Buck Showalter, Buck, you've heard the expression, there are consequences for actions. Your, your players are actionless. They're not supplying any action, though, so there needs to be some kind of consequences. I don't know what. But don't tell me and don't tell them you're proud of them. Because you know what the problem, I think, is? You don't want your players to feel comfortable by making mistakes. 
Yeah, guys got to come in every day. And and I do believe that. I do believe that, that, that a lot of the public and even members of the media don't realize, even some of the people covering the sport don't realize how difficult the sport is. But you have to be able to do something about it. You, you, you want your guys to be comfortable in their surroundings, but they can't be comfortable to the point of, well, we'll just make mistakes and we'll play lousy and we'll go on and on and on. No, the buck, buck, the buck has to stop someplace and you the guy that's got to stop it. That's what has to happen. And right now, they look miserable. Now, as far as the Yankees go, look, uh, I don't want to say dead team walking, okay? I don't want to say dead team walking. But with Aaron Judge, I mean, you know, of all the guys who signed up to make big dollars going into this season, the one guy in Major League Baseball who's really earning his money and was earning his money was Aaron Judge before he went down. I mean, I've said this. I will say it again. He is the best player in baseball. You don't tell me about Otani because he pitches and this and that. I'm talking about an all-around baseball player. Hitting, fielding, running, leadership, the whole shebang, that is Aaron Judge. But the shebang is now sidelined. And from a Yankee perspective, I'll be thankful, I'll be grateful if he is back by the All-Star break. Yet I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's ligaments. I don't know if it's a toe fracture. I don't know uh, if it's turf toe. I don't know what it is. But I know it's not good. Doesn't seem like you can get a straight answer. And I, I, in fairness, I don't think you can get us, uh, uh, in fairness to the Yankees, I don't think they can give us a straight answer because I think that's just a, one of those injuries that's a lingering thing. But, you know, especially, and again, I'm not an orthopedist, but, you know, I, we're not talking about some little guy. We're talking about a big guy, six foot seven, who's got a big foot. You, you can't screw around with that. So he's out of the lineup. With, with him out of the lineup, that team looks like it has no juice whatsoever. None. Zero. Anthony Rizzo is now mired in a one for 30 slump. One for 30. Guys have been in bad slumps before, so Rizzo is not immune to being in a slump. But from what I'm understanding, it's the worst of his career. But but he's mired in a one-for-30 slump. It's going to be real hard for him to get out of it with Aaron Judge out of the lineup. Aaron Judge supplies protection for the entire lineup. The entire lineup. And he ain't there. And that's going to make it doubly hard for Anthony Rizzo to regroup and get out of this slump. The rest of the team, I just... They're not... 
you hear the frustration in my voice. I'm not saying they're dogging it because that's not what they're doing. I just don't see any oomph in that lineup. And I see some sloppy plays, mental mistakes. We saw it um, last night from uh, Gleber Torres on, on a throw to second base. He was like standing flatfoot. The guy ended up going to third. Subsequently scored. Game was tied. It just there's no there is no juice in that Yankee lineup at all. I don't know what they're gonna do. And if I am a Yankee, if I'm a Yankees fan, if I'm a member of the Yankees, my suggestion to the Yankees is. Try and keep your head above water until Judgy comes back. I'll tell you right now, I'll take 500. If, from now until the All-Star break, I'll take... The, if they can play 500 from now until the All-Star break, just stay above water or even. And then take a run at it when Judgy comes back. Because I just... I don't see any energy whatsoever... We have the Subway Series upon us. It starts tomorrow. The Subway Series. You usually have some juice and excitement. That, to me, there's no juice, nothing about this Subway Series. I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow if for no other reason I want to get a feel from what it's like in the stadium and how the fans feel. Because, I mean, we are seeing whatever we're seeing, this is not what we expected to be seeing. You know, and everybody was talking. Everybody, well, you know, it was great. Uncle Stevie, it's great to spend money. And I'm not knocking Steve Cohn for spending the money. It's his team. But what I am knocking is what he's getting for his money. And he ain't getting a whole lot. Guy, the pitching staff is not delivering. Scherzer, Verlander, not delivering. Yeah, they're, they're extenuating circumstances. They lose Diaz, you know, the best closer. They lose him before the season starts. You know, Problems. But, you know, and then you yank on, on the flip side on the Yankees, you get some pitching. They get no support. Subway series, man, maybe they ought to play it in a playground in Brooklyn or the Bronx someplace. Or Queens, wherever. But yeah, certainly ain't Steve Cohn, the owner, and the Mets fans. Nobody's getting a bang for their buck from their respective teams right now. So we'll see what the Subway Series can deliver. And we're also going to see tonight what the uh, <clears throat> Denver Nuggets can deliver in Game 5 of the NBA Championship. I said going in, you'll recall, I said going in to this series as much as the Heat has been a wonderful story, and they have been. An eight seed who needed a play-in game to get in. 
I, I just felt that the Nuggets were going to win it in four or five, and I expect them to take care of business. And what really, what really impressed me about the Nuggets was game four. Game four, the Joker, Nikola Jokovic, Nikola Jokic goes down. Excuse me, doesn't go down. He gets a fifth foul in the fourth quarter. So they got to sit him down. And this is, to me, is where the Nuggets sent the message. And it was in Miami, no less. So you're not, you know, you know the, the place is erupting. The rest of the team for five minutes and 15 seconds with, with, with the Joker out of the lineup, they didn't miss a beat. They held serve. They held court and took care of business. They sent the message that we are a team. He is the leader of our team, the Joker is, but we are a team. And now they get a chance to win their first NBA title tonight at home in Denver. We shall see what happens. And then, quite frankly, you'll be able to hear me talk about it, if you will, because I tell you each week to download the Yes app. And if you do that, you'll be able to hear me talk about the results of tonight's game tomorrow on my Get a Load of This podcast, the visual one, on the Yes app. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you download the Yes app and tell your friends or family to do the same. In the meantime, my friends, that is a wrap on this edition of Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Got to thank my home here at Believe.com because I tell you each and every week, folks, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank you, the fans out there, because without you, the fans out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So again, remember, download the Yes app so you can do what your friends are doing and other people can do. Get a load of me on Get a Load of This. Until next time, though, it is Ira Salzberg saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.